This is a Clark University podcast. I'm worried about uh, family. Um, anxious about anxious about what's next. Um, you know, after school. Even like speaking up in class makes me like like literally sweat. Just thinking about the future, I guess, in terms of like. Um, academically, like how I'm gonna do with my classes, or just like even in the long run of like what kind of life will I live it, like live after college and all that stuff. Social pressures and familiar pressures, expectations for myself, and just like overthinking the future, I would say. Definitely relationships, um, whether that's familial, friend, all can be um, very stressful. We wouldn't think because I play a sport that you know I'm you know I'm not uh, I'm not shy, but I tend to be really like you know anxious and you know shy and like speaking in front of big groups of people. So, all right, cool. Thank you for sharing. College is the essentially the crucible where young people actually gather together and experience all sorts of developmental. Um, opportunities where they begin to really learn about who they are, what they value, what they're passionate about, and how they want to impact the world. That's Nadia Ward. Nadia is the executive director of the Mazakowski Institute for Public Enterprise at Clark. We sat down with Nadia to talk more about her work at the Institute. I'm Beth Alvarison, a current junior at Clark, majoring in biology with a minor in Spanish. And this is Challenge Change. Conversations to challenge your mind with people who are changing our world. The Maslakowski Institute for Public Enterprise is a place where we absolutely are committed to addressing the behavioral health needs of adolescents and young adults. Essentially what we do is we think about the issues that young people are confronted with, behavioral health issues that they're confronted with, and we design interventions that support them. But what's new and different about what we do at the Institute around that work is we also think about the ways in which we can leverage state-of-the-art technology to support young people around their behavioral health journey. Everyone in their family system has a role. And in my family system, uh, I was the only female child. I have three brothers. And I grew up overseas. And I had a very close relationship with my mother. And my mother grew up in a very large family where she had five other sisters. So I feel like in many respects, my mother was isolated and she was disconnected from her family. And, you know, there was a lot of sharing with me about, you know, things that she longed for and missed. And so it's kind of the role I took on in the family was I was a good listener. I didn't necessarily appreciate what my role in my family was, but after kind of you know, taking those psychology classes, going to graduate school in psychology, you know, taking classes in family systems and what have you, I realized kind of the light bulb went off and said, this has been my role in my family with my peer group as well for as long as I can remember. I came to Clark in 2019. I had spent 25 years at Yale. I was in the School of Medicine there as a clinical and community psychologist, and I was engaged in a lot of urban school reform work. The communities in particular that I was working in were under-resourced communities, you know, so they are large public school districts where young people and their families um, were disenfranchised in many respects. And there were lots of services being poured into the community 
but more often than not, none of those service system providers were actually communicating with one another. And so from the student perspective or the family perspective, um, it became very difficult for them to navigate those various systems in a way that really got them to the place where they felt like they were getting the services that they need for their families. Given all the money um, the state was pouring into these programs and um, with very good intentions to be helpful, it was actually creating more of a problem than it was a solution to addressing some of the needs that these families and kids were, were dealing with. When I came to Clark, I, I began to think deeply about, you know, how do we create opportunities where those providers can actually kind of work together in a seamless way that actually benefits that young person. And so it was more about kind of putting the, the, the student or that young person at the center of the intervention and then allowing those providers to wrap around that, that young person and their family in a way that really gets them to the kind of positive holistic outcomes that, that everybody wants for them. So if you can imagine, when I was kind of earlier in my career and I was doing clinical work, and I'd be working with a young person and their family, and I'd be doing my evaluation and identifying the services that were needed, and I had sticky notes all over the place, right? You know, there's, you know, X person that provides this service and Y person that provides this service, and I had phone numbers, and, you know, maybe I would create a little table that would keep things organized. But now with the technology that we have, one of the products that we've developed called MyPeace, it's a, it's a mobile application that provides wraparound services in an app, in your hand, on your phone, where a school counselor can do all of that wraparound services in one place. And so the app has the ability to bring all of those folks into one place. And from that perspective, care gets coordinated, and then progress can be monitored in a very systematic way toward being able to see that young person making improvements around whatever the behavioral health issues that they're struggling with. Young people have at their fingertips access to so much information um, on the web and on these social media platforms. And what's concerning for me is I really have a difficult time vetting what's the evidence-based practice that is helpful to them. What's good information, what's not good information, you know, who is a social influencer that actually is credentialed versus someone who's just trying to make a name for themselves. And so um, now we have an app that provides all that information for young people where they don't have to search the web, that we've done that curating of information for them. So they have a place to go where they can find out more about the concern that they have. It offers clear suggestions on here are the signs, the symptoms, but more importantly, here's what you can do right now to, to, to get some relief around your anxiety or your depression or if you're thinking about hurting yourself or what have you. The goal is to leverage that technology in a way that connects them to a human being, connects them to a professional that can actually help them along their journey. We've had um, Clark students give us feedback from the app, and we incorporated that feedback into making improvements and enhancements. And so, you know, all we have, to, we're just waiting for attorneys to do what they do so that we can, we can get that thing out there and make it available to our students as well as young people more broadly. You know, one of the things that I absolutely fully appreciate um, 
in this space, this really peculiar space that we're in with managing this pandemic is um, if you are a young person, um, all those very important developmental milestones that you engage in typically in this part of your life has been abruptly interrupted. And, um, you know, there's a need to really be sensitive and responsive to that reality for for adolescents and young adults. And um, what drives me is thinking about how we design culturally responsive and relevant interventions that help them get through these kinds of periods in their life. We don't know how long we're going to be dealing with this pandemic, and so we need to be proactive in helping young people right now. How do you manage those anxieties? Like just something that you do that helps you like reduce it, like that overwhelming sensation? I like to keep busy, so I do try to like read, do things I enjoy. Um, I started doing like henna on my hands because that's like a good way to keep myself focused and like not stressed. I really just deal with it through basketball or chilling with my friends and stuff like that. Um, the court has always been like a paradise for me somewhere I can go and just lose sight of everything that's around. I would say it's definitely okay to relax and take the time that you need. Don't be afraid to do what your body is pretty much yelling at you to do. I go for walks and I would say listen to music is a common one. I journal a lot. I do brain dumps, um, whether it's like in my notes app or in an actual journal. Um, talk it out with my friends um, all the time. I try to take some breaks throughout the day, just taking time for myself. I'm still, I'm still learning different tricks to it. Um, I haven't found one that works yet, but you know, I'm still trying to find like different tips and like different things to help me with that. You know, I've tried various things. Some things help, you know, while others don't. But you know, that's like an ongoing process that I still have to figure out. So I'm almost there. To learn more about Nadia's work and the Mazakowski Institute, check out clarku.edu slash M-I-P-E. That's clarku.edu slash M-I-P-E. You can find Challenge Change wherever you get your podcasts.